Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time here, I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a lot of content to go through this week. I feel like people have been crazier than usual. I mean, maybe it's because the election is coming up, but ooh, people are mad online. So first off, feminists are expressing their hatred for Amy Coney Barrett in the most unbearable ways, if you ask me, because... Apparently, how dare she be successful in both her personal and uh, work life. Then, sexual assault on TikTok for views. Apparently, no problem with that if the person being assaulted is a man and the person doing the assaulting is a woman. Then, hashtag cancel rent trends on social media as the uh, moratorium on evictions in places like New York expires and finally a new muslim marvel superhero is about to be introduced and there are at least several people out there who are excited for it okay so let's just the superhero segments are there's never good news in them is there no never good news. not lately and if i have to say i'm not even i mean i like the marvel cinematic universe but i'm not i'm not really a comic book fan and i have to say if, if you are one of those fans that kind of grew up what uh, reading stuff like that i feel bad for you because i feel like that whole industry is just no it's gone to trash and listen at this point just move on yeah like, like it's this is like a like a, an abusive relationship that you've let carry on for too long yeah like, like i don't have any sympathy for you man you need just to leave you just need to get leave. out at this yeah. point you're doing it to yourself there's nothing there for you the good times don't make up for the bad times no Find, find a fandom that will treat you right. I mean, that's what so many of us are looking for, right? Mm. Um, but, okay, so Amy Coney Barrett. If you haven't been keeping up with the whole Supreme Court thing after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, um, Republicans are now trying to rush through, essentially, their Supreme Court pick before the election. That way, even if Trump doesn't win, at least they'll have appointed, uh, hopefully, young, spry Supreme Court member that will continue yeah. to serve for many, many years to come. Right. Yeah. Of course, in response to this, the Democrats have threatened to uh, load the Supreme Court. They've been threatening to do that for yeah. a long time. That's not just in response to this. No, I mean, you're not wrong, but they're like, they're, they're pretending that, that they will go ahead with it, but maybe they will, but yeah. we're getting... We're we're in a very like Machiavellian like yeah. like territory right now where, you know, maybe in like two thousand eight, two thousand four, like Republicans would have been like, Yeah, we'll play fair, we'll wait until the elections up. They're under no obligation to do so, of course. Right. And in the past, Democrats have not wanted to do so when it's when the tables have been turned. Yeah. Not surprising yeah. that a po politicians, particularly Democrats, are hypocrites. Yeah. Like a, that's a surprise to nobody. But it's it's twenty twenty. Now, actually, wow, time's going by fast. And this is a crazy year. Times are getting crazy. Yeah, I feel like the knives are out. People are just like. <laughs> well, I've spoken about sides. this before, yeah. though, but this Supreme Court nomination is like, has potential to stir up a lot of stuff in the States, you know, right. because of what follows if um, Barrett does get well, the seat. Well, supposedly right a lot of people so the deal with acb if, if you're not familiar with her is that she's a very accomplished woman and she's also a very vocal christian she is catholic mother of seven and she hasn't been shy about you know, expressing her beliefs which i mm. think is amazing but with the whole thing with roe versus wade a lot of people on the left are worried that if someone like her gets a nomination to the supreme court gets through that she will end roe versus wade and i know people like i think clarence thomas have uh, expressed their willingness to do so right and and I mean, there are a lot of people on left who are saying that if this happens, we will burn it down, civil war. Right. And what I find interesting is that Barrett was actually one of the people who were mentioned 
as a possibility, a possible pick from the Trump administration back before Kavanaugh ended up getting the yeah. nomination. And a lot of people kind of saw Kavanaugh as the more moderate choice between mm, the two. For sure, yeah. But the thing is, we see how they treated Kavanaugh anyway, right? There was full on Handmaid's Tale garb going around. They were acting like he was or like he was a gang rapist. So I think in a strange way, they actually shot themselves in the foot by doing that because they just proved to Republicans and conservatives. Well, look what happens when you try to appease us. We're going to freak out anyway. So it's like, yeah, you might as well go with the staunch republican the staunch conservative because it's not really going to make a difference in their reaction no and i think that the payoff for having kavanaugh on the supreme court at least if you're looking at it from a republican democrat perspective which i don't think is the spirit of the supreme court but right it is it's what really it is. not but but i mean kavanaugh has been moderate right, right? He, right his voting record has been you know not what some conservatives would want it to be at right. this point so um yeah i would definitely at this point i'm like i'm all the way it's like let's get let's get this woman in or or the or the you know the next guy that is like you know just as or or even more extreme right basically and all the things that i want that's what i want yeah and i think a lot of people have kind of like they've seen what attempts to compromise have gotten them yeah nowhere so it's like why might as well just say let's do it and i feel like uh we have to fight them on on the grounds that they are demanding that we're right to fight them on so i and so far we've you know the, the high horse mentality we'll take the high road has not been effective right i've, I've even seen people like gosh it, was it david french or some someone like that who suggested that they were the republicans shouldn't push barrett through as like a sign of good faith to democrats and then they can make some sort of deals like are you are you are you stupid i'm sorry that is the most naive thing i've ever heard to trust them not to pack the court if you don't ne- nominate barry like that is just i i like that's controlled opposition i don't i don't know what else to call it frankly some bill crystal level stuff seriously uh okay but we have this piece here from the mary sue and of all the criticisms that barrett is getting i find it what I'm paying most attention to right now are the criticisms she is getting from the supposed feminists. Because mm. uh, she's a very accomplished woman, well-educated, has this beautiful family. She should be this feminist icon of, like, look at everything women can accomplish. I mean, she's essentially, like, a superwoman, if you ask me. But I think when we look at the left, we, we see time and time again, like, they are happy to tear successful women down and actually be really just downright cruel if they are conservative, right? Yeah, for sure. And we see that with Ivanka, Melania, and now we're seeing it with ACB. So this this piece declares Amy Coney Barrett is not a feminist. I personally don't even know if she identifies as one, but anyway, it says Amy Coney Barrett <laughs> is not a feminist. Let's get that right out of the effing way. An opinion piece published by Politico, written by author Erica Bacciochi, maybe, who has also had her religion-based anti-birth control stances published by the conservative National Review, argued that she's ushering in a new wave of feminism. I guess that new wave is taking away women's rights. Some kind of feminism there. I, I hate when feminists conflate, like, what leftists want with women's rights. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that with things like um, abortion, uh, affirmative action. It's kind of like whatever I feel like I want, that should be a, one of my intrinsic yeah. human rights. Yeah. And even if it is, there's good argument to say, like, let's say it it is currently considered a woman's right to have an abortion. Well, you're obviously not considering the female f- embryo or right. fetus at that case, whose, whose rights also are being violated by 
well, being aborted and killed. Right. And so, I that's that's one issue that I've never really gotten a clear defense of from people who are, who are pro-choice. It's like, all right, if the fetus is a woman's right to choose, just to clump, clump of cells, defend sex-selective abortion to me. Yeah. Right? Because that is, and it targets females specifically very disproportionately, especially in places like China and India. Yep. Um, but there's not really a pro-choice argument against it, at least not following the rhetoric that we see coming all the time from Planned Parenthood and the... I don't know, feminist extremists. It says in this article, the article asserts that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg stands on abortion and a woman's right to choose, and likewise Roe versus Wade and that of established precedent, is not bringing sexual equality, but rather letting men walk away from responsibility. And to that I say, what the actual F. And we have an excerpt from that piece in question. It says, but Ginsburg also viewed abortion rights as central to sexual equality, and her leadership helped give rise to a movement that remains laser-focused on abortion to this day. Yet rather than make women more equal to men, constitutionalizing the right to abortion, as the court did in Roe, has relieved men of the mutual responsibilities that accompany sex, and so has upended the duties of care for dependent children that fathers ought equally to share. I thought this was a super fascinating perspective, one that I wasn't um, really familiar with before, but I have to say in a, in a way... I agree with it. I think this is obviously an oversimplification. It's not just abortion that kind of chipped away at the responsibility fathers have to their children. We also have to talk about things like uh, divorce, uh, infidelity on both male and female parts, just promiscuity in general, yeah, the welfare state. But it when when you see pregnancies as something that are disposable, I I think it it kind of feeds into the idea that you know family it's 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 very optional even after the fact of pregnancy this author then writes i'll be completely honest part of me is terrified what a confirmation of amy coney barrett holds for my future not just in regards to my reproductive rights but for my rights as a woman in this country for whatever reason these types of women think that our worth is completely dependent on a man and his responsibility which is not feminism that's feeding into the current social status and how men do still hold the power i don't know where this author is getting any of this uh think that our worth is completely dependent on a man and his responsibilities i mean amy coney barrett has gotten flack for stating the the biblical position and really it's a position that all abrahamic religions have that the father is the head of the family Mm -hmm. um that to feminists is completely degrading and demeaning to women's worth which is not something at all that's actually supported in in the bible like women are held up as very important uh you know the father is supposed to love his wife as christ loves the church right it's it's a cherished role it's nothing to be demeaned or anything like that but they are unable to see that because they're hungry for power and so anything that might chip away of like their idea of women ruling they're not gonna like it no they're not gonna like part of me sympathizes with them when you see the type of male that caters to feminism it's like why would (laughs) right this guy's not leading the household what's going on here this can't happen it's not possible you can't have the biblical interpretation of the family in that case because the man has just worm jerry right pretty much and actually i've I've thought of that before. Like anytime I see a feminist just ragging on the idea of, you know, deferring to a husband or or man's authority or anything like that, it really makes me think like, do you, you seem to really hate the men you're dating, right? And that's what it comes down to. It's not about all women being subservient to all men. It's about you as a wife respecting your husband's leadership. And if you can't respect the person who you've married, you've married the wrong person. I mean, that's not really a problem with gender dynamics. That's a, that's a you problem. 
which we see, I mean, a lot of these feminists have kind of not the best track record with mm. long-term relationships, but let's continue. It says the argument being told to us through Amy Coney Barrett is that she's a feminist because she has it all, meaning she has children and a job. Well, great for her, but feminism isn't about whether or not I can have a kid and a husband and a job. It's about my right to choose to have those things if I want them, not because the law has forced them on me, just like how a man can have those same choices. Okay, Amy Coney Barrett is not the handmaid's tale. No one is forcing you to become pregnant. The whole issue with abortion, which by the way, it's not even assured that she would strike, help strike down Roe versus Wade. It's all about living with the responsibility of your actions. Yeah. And people like Steven Crowder say it all the time if you don't want to be a parent there are many choices you have you, you have the choice of abstinence you have the choice of birth control you have the choice of adoption so saying that conservatives want to force you to be a parent that is absolutely not true mm -hmm. of course you have those choices um i don't i don't see why they insist on conflating the fact no it's in, in fact it's it, to me it's very swine-like behavior like the so, idea yeah. that like well, first of all, I have to have sex and it has to be unprotected. Right. And then I have to be able to abort it right. if I want to. It's there are, right. And know, not like, just abort it, but abort it like right up until the moment before birth, essentially, is yes. what they're saying now. Yeah. Otherwise, your human rights are being denied. It's crazy. She goes on to write, the entire idea is just that she's a woman who managed to have a family and career and that it's not only the ideal to do so, but that our law should be based on pushing people towards it. Again, <laughs> as far as I can tell, and admittedly, I am no legal scholar, but I have yet to hear anything about Amy Coney Barrett trying to legislate mandatory mother and wifehood. That's, I'm not familiar with these laws. While simultaneously having a career, this is all now the law. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm at a point now where I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Like we have to fix society somehow. Clearly what we have is going on is not working, but, but she's not advocating for that. And this author who's clearly very bitter says, goody for you if that's what makes you happy. That's, but that's not what everyone wants. And her archaic ideas about women and their place in the family dynamic is extremely harmful. Not just because she's going to most definitely reverse Roe versus Wade, but because she's taking away rights from women and thinking that it somehow benefits us. What I get from these pieces, and we have another that will, uh, read in a second is this sense of bitterness and jealousy really that she has managed to do what none of them has and really the excuse that women keep telling themselves nowadays when they're not able to have a family or a successful long-term relationship is like well i'm busy with my career but then someone like amy coney barrett comes along and and she has both so it's like mm -hmm. what's your quote excuse for not being able to get it done right i thought you said we needed abortion because you also wanted to work i thought you said you couldn't have kids because you were married to your job well there's this woman who kind of seems like she has it all put together i think they're just insecure about about how they've made their own choices and they're kind of lashing out at her as a result of that but we have another article that of the same vein here from slate it says the women can have it all narrative around amy coney barrett is a trap. So this piece is a lot more explicit in the reasons why they don't like ACB, but it says, what do we know about how Amy Coney Barrett, judge, mother of seven, and nominee for a seat on the Supreme Court, juggles childcare and work? Barrett has said she and her husband have alternated periods of time when they step back from work to care for her family, and that he has taken on more of the load since she became a judge. Just for the record, that's kind of, that was my experience being raised by my mother and my father. I was lucky enough that there were times where my father was my primary caregiver and my mother worked more and vice versa. My parents did also uh, do that kind of switch off depending where we as children and their careers were at. And uh, 
I, I think like if you can manage it as a family, it's a great way to ensure that you always have a strong parental presence in your child's life while also not, you know, kind of compromising too much on either of the parents' careers. Yeah, and potentially, you know, there's argument to be made that, you know, hyperactive, I guess, like uh, career-oriented males don't spend enough time with their kids. Right. So there's some benefit there, I guess, uh, arguably. Right. And I think that is like, I mean, of all the critiques I've seen, um, you know, of, I guess, the traditional male role, I do agree that historically in the West, men have not been involved enough. Not all, of course, but I, I always love to see very involved fathers. Mm. Um, and I think if we can get fathers more in their children's lives, it's just, it's better for everybody. I sound like I'm going to have to be very careful about what kind of things I enroll my kids in because I remember my father having to get up at 6 a.m. on the weekends to bring me to hockey. Okay, and, just so uh, we're clear, no, you're the only one who's going to be enrolling them in sports anyway. So it's like I feel like if you choose to do that, that will be your burden. You know, I, I, piano I, lessons are never that early. See, that's the thing. She doesn't want my, she doesn't want our kids to get in any sports when like she's afraid that there's some kind of like fragile like egg that's just going to like collapse I just, the first. No, that's not true. It's just some of the sports are very aggressive and also I don't want I want them to be have enough time to focus on their studies. Yeah, listen. Not that listen, it's either or, but Listen, I mean, I think I think you know, most of our audience are are male. Yeah. Is male. Uh, I don't know, but I think that they would agree with me in saying that you're entirely wrong in this situation. And yes, I'm going to enroll them in certain sports. And actually, you're going to have to help. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're going to be too busy with their piano and their art. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's what really matters. Art. I think art does matter. Anyway, this article continues. The framing of this conversation is deeply frustrating. Like Grigori. Okay, they're just trolling me now. They're doing this on purpose. Okay, like Grigoriatis, and like any parent who's being at all honest with themselves, I don't understand how a mother of seven could possibly have enough hours in the day to excel at a demanding job and maintain such a big family. But I've also read in stories about Barrett's life in South Bend, Indiana, that she goes to a CrossFit type gym and is known for being very good at pull-ups. I can't do a pull-up to save my life. Couldn't, even during the pre-pandemic time when I did CrossFit every weekday morning. And I don't understand how she does that either. It's clear that Amy Coney Barrett is able to do pull-ups, her job, and the work of raising seven kids all at the same time. But I refuse to take Barrett's ability to do all these things as signifying anything for American women and their lives. So literally, here we have it laid out clearly. They're just jealous of her overwhelming success and all and yeah. all of areas of life and they don't think they can meet that and, and by the way if the pull-up thing is true very impressive very impressive not many women can do those yeah even women who like work out a lot it's just the way our muscles like it's it's just hard a little fun tidbit though is if you have a, a male and a woman hang the woman will beat him mm. on average Okay, so yeah. that's good to know in case we're ever in any, like, survival situations. Yes, where, and... like, uh, the child has to hang off one of us while, yes. Yes, very good. All this talk presented as feminist isn't simple inspiration. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. How dare, how dare she be so successful in our faces? In our faces. Barrett's success, as Graham reports, is already getting used as proof that women don't need to access abortion, that women can dig deep when they need to and succeed even with kids in tow. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just... The thing is, if this was someone that didn't have her political, you know, affiliations right. and, and perhaps views, they would be celebrated as like some kind of actual goddess. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like pure heresy, of course. But that that's basically their behavior. We saw it when, you know, they were slut shaming uh, Melania, I believe, right. for wearing skimpy outfits in the 80s. Which when would she was be a like, model, it was. Yeah, when she was a model, you would imagine that if like a left wing 
uh, first lady had that same kind of thing, it would be, look at how empowering this yeah, is. Yeah, you go girl. And I mean, look look at how they were celebrating WAP, right? But oh, uh, Melania Trump in a bikini, that's scandalous. She's clearly a hussy. Like, okay, like the hypocrisy is getting a bit much yeah. at this point. The article finishes off by saying, and we obviously do not have the full picture when it comes to Barrett's childcare situation or her marital dynamic or the other forces in her life aside from sheer grit that have helped make this balancing act possible. So it's ridiculous to pretend that Barrett's work-life equilibrium can be applied in some one-size-fits-all way as an aspirational model for womankind. She's just too successful to be an icon. We just, that's that's not realistic. Like, I love, they, they started off by saying that there's unrealistic body types. And now we have like unrealistic lifestyle, yeah. i.e. being a mother and being successful at work. It's just. It's crazy. It's like, it's like we are really, the bar that we are setting for human achievement and what low. the average person ought to achieve. Yeah. It's just getting lower and lower, at least on the, on the democratic side. And, and for women and frankly, it, it, it explains so much of, of how politics works, of course those same people are going to be pushing for all kinds of big government programs that redistribute yeah. money from the hardworking people. It, it, it's, it, you, it you all makes I'm sense. You think I'm supposed to pay my rent? You think I'm supposed to, I don't know, be able to pay my student loans? I mean, this really is the mentality they apply to every aspect of their lives. All right, so we got to move on now. But first, we have a, spo a sponsored message from the awesome people at Candid, who we are huge, huge fans yeah. of. So pretty much Candid, they're clear aligners, right? They straighten your teeth without people being able to see that you have anything going on, like completely the opposite of braces. Liam has been wearing his uh, Candid aligners yeah. this entire time. You actually, cannot tell. Actually, the last, I think, two or three times I filmed, I actually wore them. Right. Um, so... Unless you notice some kind of change throughout the, that period, you know, you really can't tell visibly, uh, audibly. Right. And frankly, I forget I have them in most of the time. For sure. So they are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible, unlike wire braces. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. And it's all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. We've been able to do entire treatment plan essentially like remote which is yep. amazing from doing the initial like impressions getting the aligners it's all been done remote and through their app it's just it's really the best yep. thing for right now where there's like this pandemic and everyone's at home mm -hmm. and when we did have to travel for work i could bring the little things i do need with me and actually still continue with my treatment right so it's like if you travel a lot you don't need to keep postponing your next treatment to you know, make sure everything's okay. You can do that on the go. So with Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know, which I mean, we love. And the average Candid treatment is just six months and you'll start seeing results way before then. Mm -hmm. And it costs thousands less than braces. I think your treatment was, is going to be about six months by the time it's done. Yeah. I started in mid June and I will be done by mid November. Very if exciting. If everything continues to go well. So start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all my listeners can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash Lauren and use the code Lauren. That's CandidCO.com slash Lauren with the code Lauren. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Again, that is CandidCO.com slash Lauren with the code Lauren. And we use all the products we talk about on the show ourselves just because we think it's important to. And we were yeah. so excited when we heard we were getting Candid because it just, awesome. it really is. All right, so now we have a video that's been making the rounds online that honestly, the first time I saw it, I was like really disgusted. It's uncomfortable to watch. Um, I'm not really gonna preface it with anything. Uh, just here you go, check this out. How you like that?
for our audio-only listeners on the podcast platforms, which, just a reminder, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, uh, what, what a lot of people just saw was this young woman, I mean, essentially giving strange men, or strangers, rather, random lap dances on an empty yeah. subway. So just going up to them and hopping on them for the camera. And obviously the men were very shocked and confused and horrified by this because there's a random woman getting all up in their business. I'm actually kind of impressed because I the average man I feel like would be too, you know, like you always hear whenever you hear a story of like a, a 14 year old boy being like raped by his a female teacher that right. everyone is like, uh, wow, I wish I was that kid. Right. So you I hear you, a lot of you, that. you expect a lot of that kind of stuff when you see these kinds of stories. So I expected someone to be like, oh, okay, this is great. Yeah, I would love that or something. Yeah. And thankfully, all these guys are not pig things. Right. So they, you know, they pushed her off, they, or whatever it was, because she is clearly assaulting them. No, for sure. And I mean, this has a lot of views. And from what I've seen, thankfully, most people are condemning what this woman did yeah. and saying like, no, this is sexual harassment. Imagine if the roles were reversed. I for mean, sure. Imagine if a man went up to a random woman on a subway and just like started, like climbed on top of her and started rubbing himself on her. Like, yeah, it's impossible to even imagine. No. I, I honestly really would have appreciated like a, a firmer reaction from one of them, like mm -hmm. a, a total like begone thought moment. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was tough because, I mean, the way that's being filmed, you could tell that there's actually someone else there. Right. And like, you're, you're just in a situation where you're, you're put in that situation as a man. And it's like, there's someone who is clearly assaulting you that you can't lay a hand on at all. Right. And that's it's what a lot of people were saying online is that even in, in the situation, it's not like the men can really do much aside from gently push her off. Whereas yeah. if the roles were reversed, a woman could deck the guy in the face and I would if a man did that to me. Or even if it was a gay dude doing yeah. this, the guy would get demolished. Right. And I think rightfully so. But I mean, we see all of these guys, like they, they have to, they know they have to be careful, which is so frustrating that you should have to worry about your sexual assaulters well-being as you're trying to get them off of you. Yeah. And I know like you guys don't always agree with what I say, which is fine. You can't all be right like me all the time. But I, one of the things that I, I very strongly disagree with some of you on is that a man should never hit a woman. I very strongly disagree with that. I feel like there are some times when it's justified and I'm sorry. Like, mm. I think this woman des deserves. Is this to, like, like the Bill Burr like bit? I, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. You I'm sure I most don't. people know what I'm talking. She doesn't like Bill Burr because he's a redhead. But. That's, that's not just why. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I completely support like just push her like whatever. She's sexually assaulting you. You don't have to be worried about how she's doing. Um, <clears throat> of course, some people are saying that maybe this is just a prank, like that the guys are in on it for TikTok, which I hope is the case because yeah, otherwise, be nice. otherwise yeah. it means that like four guys have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. I hope they're in an, I hope it is it is a prank. And uh, I also have seen some people suggest that the reason why she was targeting these guys specifically is because they were manspreading. I don't know if that's actually true because um well the this video appears to be in Russian, which I'm trying to learn, but it's it's slow going. It's very different than English. So, I mean, if that is the case though, the thing with manspreading is that uh, allegedly it's bad because it takes up extra space but they're on an empty subway yeah there's no reason not to sit comfortably there's literally no one on the there's seats no beside them yeah um yeah man spreading is not an issue at least insofar as like it's some kind of selfish act that you're making everybody else uncomfortable around right know? and especially like even if you don't like man spreading sexual assault in response to man spreading 
is not okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've just, this made me mad watching this because I've seen so many women who just feel so entitled to men in general. Um, they assume that they, like, they would be lucky to have them, that they must want them. And it just, it turns their attitude into this really terrible thing. And I mean, I don't yeah. know this girl, but just this is the vibe I get from this video because she thinks that she, I guess, can just go crawl all over anybody and that what they should like it because she actually looks surprised when some of the men push her off as if like what you don't want this you don't want to be assaulted by a stranger on the subway yeah i i, I mean yeah like i said i was impressed with all of their reactions these are young men uh but all all three of them in this case they all you know pushed her off yeah and uh, i i thought that's commendable because that's maybe not an easy situation to be in but i think that the added camera also uh, you know adds a different dynamic to it. I hope that without a camera, they'd they also would do still the do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was a nice wake up call, I think, to this girl, if, if this was real, about how, you know, there's the double standard you think exists for women might not be as, I don't know, as real as you make it out to be, right? There's this idea that men are just sex crazy and that they want anybody. Like, oh, apparently that's not true. You can still yeah. get rejected even if you're throwing themselves at you. And this isn't really strictly related aside from the fact that this is another TikTok video that was included in the same thread as this other video but i wanted to show this actually i just missed TikTok. i i deleted TikTok. i no longer post onto it i never i didn't do a lot of posting on TikTok, but i did delete it and i miss it there's yeah. instagram reels now but they're not the same it's not the same it's tough because i mean i think the app is fun for some people i I personally am not a fan of most social media, so I don't participate in it. You, you could, would like to. There you could tell really by my bi-weekly tweets. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, it might be a fun app, but you do kind of pay with your data to the Chinese government. So Yeah, but I mean, like, let's be real. If you use, if you're on the internet, they have your data. Like, people have your data. Facebook has your data. Google has your data. And honestly, I like, and I say this as someone from Hong Kong, I'm low-key more worried about Zuckerberg getting my data than <laughs> Xi Jinping. Like... Yeah, at the moment, it, it's hard to disagree with that. We certainly are setting ourselves up for an oligopoly here yeah. in the West. Um, but anyway, here is this video that just kind of goes to show like this whole idea women have that you can just take training and like beat up any guy you want. That is also not true. This woman learned it in a very not fun way. Whatever. Ah! Oh. You gonna get my money back? <laughs> so there you go. That one, I, I was like. I don't know. That one I didn't like very much. I, it was I, funny. I, I it was thought like, it was what you, funny. What are you but doing? It, it's, it's a nice foot sweep, though. That's very uh, impressive. But yeah. That, so I that's mean, not the play, by the way, women. That is not the play if you need to defend yourself. Yeah. Well, he takes BJJ, so you would be like grapple or no mount me. <laughs> oh yes, the, the Family Guy. Uh, or Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of these videos, I think, just go to show that, like, ladies. Don't don't push your luck luck as a woman, right? I mean, like, don't be aggressing upon men, sexually assaulting men. Just leave them be. Treat others how you want to be treated. I think is a nice message for anybody. Um, and also, I miss TikTok. That's the final point mm. for this segment. Yeah. 
Um, all right, but now let's talk about let's talk about just some straight up communist uh, ones, and it looks like New York. Uh, first, though, I want to tell you all about Simply Safe. If you haven't heard of Simply Safe by now, then clearly you've not been paying attention. So the thing about home security companies is that most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer, and that is Simply Safe. So Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's ever an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician required, which is my favorite part of Simply Safe. And there's also no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, and no fine print. And all of this starts at just $15 a month crazy good deal. And I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. US News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. This is home security for people who don't want to have to deal with home security. So head to simplysafe.com slash Lauren and get a free HD camera for my listeners. That's simplysafe.com slash Lauren to make sure they know our show sent you. That is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash Lauren. All right. So obviously with the whole coronavirus thing, um, a lot of people have been put in really unfortunate financial situations, right? It's super, super common. I think I read somewhere that 60% of either just restaurants or maybe businesses in general in Canada are on the brink of like permanent closure. Yeah, and I I think that it's the smaller businesses in particular that are hit hardest. And and it's disproportionate because you see some big businesses are actually thriving. Amazon. Amazon in particular, but I'm sure that Walmart isn't doing so bad Mm -hmm. or many of the other big chains but the mom and pop shops are particularly here in canada i'm sure it's the same in the states they're they're really suffering right and i think it's it's so unfortunate because there are a lot of people out there they did everything right right they did everything right but because of this situation that they had no control over they've been forced to close for months maybe they might still be closed depending on their livelihoods are you know changed forever they might have to sell their homes their life could be changed as a result of this like just kind of cosmic action that happened right and i mean a lot of this stuff it's not even if these restrictions are lifted there's a vaccine that comes out it's not as simple as just turning the switch on you can't really undo a lot of the damage that's been done um so as a result of this in some places uh rent uh, rent hasn't been canceled sorry evictions have been postponed there's been a moratorium on them um i think in new york specifically they've said you can't evict anyone out of their home for not paying just because we're in this crazy situation i don't know what the right answer to do here with this whole situation is i think we've been kind of consistent on not knowing what the right, you know, whether it's like the stimulus, the serve, like I don't, I don't know. This is pretty unprecedented. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think, I, I don't think anybody knows, right. frankly. But, right. Uh, I don't know. I also don't think that the people we're about to talk about know. Right. Um. Yeah. Because you know, this this whole moratorium on evictions was done as like a temporary stopgap yeah. because of the financial crisis we're in right now. But there are people out there who are just kind of happy to keep this as the norm. No evictions right. ever cancel rent entirely the people at the mary sue are like this so they say october 1st marks the beginning of the expiration of eviction moratoriums throughout the country starting today landlords can start to evict their residents for not paying rent in the middle of a pandemic in a mix of monsters letting them expire like ron DeSantis and cuomo extending the protections while said protections have plenty of loopholes for lawyers to break through many are flocking to protests asking for the cancellation of rent so these are people who are not just saying don't evict me right now uh, you know, I just need some time. I'll pay later. 
These are people who say, no, no rent. I should live here for free. So throughout the entire pandemic, renters and homeowners have been striking and speaking out about rent and mortgage payments. The thing is, other countries did it. Italy suspended mortgage payments and many others found way to, ways to help their citizens. Here, we were given a check for $1,200 that had Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin saying it should last us months. My rent is $966, so what? And now they're still fighting about whether people need stimulus checks. I'm not here to say like this is the specific policy in terms of like yeah. mortgage determinants or, or anything like that because I think what people don't understand is with rent, a lot of landlords depend on their tenants to pay the mortgage payment. To pay the mortgage, which is to the banks. And right. the banks also require money to function, believe it or not. Right. We can see what happens when banks don't have enough, right? There's, it, it doesn't end well. So there's this whole chain of events financi financially uh, that starts to happen when you say things like, okay, uh, you know, moratorium on mortgages. It's not as simple as, well, we'll we just won't pay and nothing will happen. Mm -hmm. Things are going to happen. Um, so we have a lot of, this was obviously a very popular hashtag, as you can imagine. A lot of people like the idea of not having to pay rent. Um, so we have some posts here I wanted to share. This person, no landlords, no cops, all evictions gotta stop. Chan outside housing court in Brooklyn. New York City's eviction moratorium has expired as of this morning. Hashtag housing for all. Hashtag cancel rent. They have the sign here that says Cuomo cancel the rent fund public housing. I did just want to say though that according to this one specific reporter, Governor Cuomo has extended the residential eviction moratorium until January 1st, 2021. Him saying, I want people People to have fundamental stability in their lives. So it looks like at He's least- He's waiting for the winter <laughs> to get rid of them all. Yeah. It looks like at least in New York, they, they've been successful in kind of um, postponing yeah. this. But- uh, Which frankly, it might be the right answer. I don't I don't know, like we said. Yeah, Maybe, I don't I don't know. It's, it's tough because the landlords are obviously in a very precarious situation. As and, well. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nasty situation. It is. It would really suck to have someone who did everything right to, to loot, to be out on the street all of a sudden. Right. So, but also if you're a landlord, you know, some landlords, like I said, they depend on that payment yeah. for the mortgage. Some Does that landlords... go up the chain, right? Because the landlord might then lose everything. Right. So like th there's not an easy answer no. for any of this. There's no. really not. I, I'm not pretending I know what to do, but I'm, I'm just saying cancel rent entirely. Probably not it. We also have this post from Vocal New York. Over 92,000 people are homeless across New York City and evictions begin today. Stand up and fight to save our homes and house the homeless. So this I wanted to bring up because it kind of, you can tell these people think that if rent weren't a thing, then no one would be homeless. Yeah. Which is not historically how no. that has happened. I'm actually, I am moderately impressed by the left here because I don't know if they know this, but like, 90% of homeless people are men. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe if we tell them that stat, they would change their tune. They'd be like, oh, it's okay then. They'd be like, all right. That's, yeah. yeah. This person, obviously a very educated person saying landlords are so effing pointless, like F small landlords too, not just big ones. How you justify exploiting others when you yourself are exploited, hashtag cancel rent. And how the F do you justify evicting someone, especially because of lack of payment? You are causing people to not have homes. These people just, they don't understand the economy. They don't understand scarcity. No. Like, if you don't cancel rent, like, what's to stop me from going? Because they have, like, million-dollar homes that are rented. Why can't I just, you know, go into one of those and be like, actually, I'm not paying? But then why wouldn't everyone just do that? Like, yeah. how... <laughs> who controls who gets what house if no one is paying for anyone? I mean, I guess it'd be the government. And if, if your that, friends... That is, that is what they want, yeah. usually. 
Exactly. And if you're like on the approved list of correct opinions and like good citizens, then maybe you get a better house. And it's just like, this is dystopian. But the rest of the conservatives end up in a shoebox that we must uh, fight over. If that, if that. <laughs> this person saying housing is a human right, rent is a human rights abuse, hashtag cancel rent permanently. Like just because you declare something a human right, that doesn't make it so. No. Right. I can, I can stand in the street yelling, I don't know. Um, let's see. Chanel bags are a human right. All I want. That doesn't mean that they're just going to magically appear. The pro the problem is though that like you're thinking rationally, and I'll be honest, That's the people probably, that like yeah. that on Twitter, I mean, I'm not trying to just be like uh, cringy, like uh, you know, I own the libs, own the libs kind of thing. But it's like the people that like that are just they're, they're probably not even like politically oriented. They just think. They read something and it's like that. Well, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I would love that, to not pay rent. I, well, I would love to not pay rent, and it also sounds pretty utopian and cool. Yeah. And, yeah, rent. Everybody should have a house, shouldn't they? Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> there's that's it. It's like a pigeon. Like it's yeah. it's, it's over. That's no, the thought process. And I do. Before we move on, just want to distinguish that. Like you know, there are a lot of liberals out there, Democrats, who aren't crazy enough to think we should cancel rent you know so it's like these yes. people they are so far in the fringe and it just so happens that on social media they're more active so their voices are amplified but this is yes. like this is something crazy i mean like what they, they can move the needle though that's yeah. the way the world works right now no especially because like a lot of people like aoc like uh ilan omar they see this type of stuff trending and then they're like oh yes this is my base let me cater to them and they confuse what Twitter likes with what the real world likes. But I mean, hey, they're still in power, at least for now. So they're mm -hmm. still going to try to make that happen. All right. Final story. There is a new Muslim Marvel superhero. And, uh, you know, she's just a bastion of diversity and inclusion and all things that are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, we have this piece from the star. So she's also Canadian. Well, of course. For what that's worth. All right. They say Markham team... Iman Vellani has reportedly landed the title role in a new TV series on Disney Plus playing the first Muslim superhero in the Marvel Universe. The casting of Miss Marvel was first revealed by Deadline.com. While neither Marvel or Disney Plus has commented, Variety.com also confirmed the news. Before we go any further, I just want to ask, when was, like, is there a Christian superhero? I mean, uh, like... Uh, pro probably not. Right. I mean, these are these are pretty godless comics at this point. Right. And I just this is such like it, it illustrates the hypocrisy the left has when it comes to Islam versus literally any other religion, specific yeah. Christianity. Like Islam is cool and trendy and a symbol of tolerance versus Christianity. But it's like it's also funny because like whatever they interpret Islam to be is not going to be it, it's it's not what a lot of real world Muslims believe. Right. Right. Like like the way that she's going to dress and behave, I'm sure will be different than what. Uh, a large proportion of the Muslim population worldwide and even within the country would think is acceptable. Right. This article says Vellani will be playing Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old Pakistani-American living in New Jersey with the ability to extend her limbs, alter her appearance, and shift shape. At least that's cooler than the, what is it, the New Warriors internet gas powers. Oh, yes. Or yes. this having a backpack. Miss Marvel, who made her debut in 2014, was once part of the Avengers in the comic books. Like Peter Parker in Spider-Man, she's dealing with the struggles of being a teen while battling villains as a superhero. Shereen Ahmed, a Toronto sports writer and local mentor for young Muslim girls, recognizes the importance of a character like Miss Marvel. Muslim women have been troped in these stereotypes used about them that they are oppressive or submissive. This show is amplifying a character that is very rarely amplified. She represents an emerging of identity, of choice, and possibility. Yeah. I mean, and just to be clear, like, I'm not talking 
talking about this because I don't think there should be any Muslims in, like, the comic book universe or anything like that. That's never, like, when I talk about diversity and make fun of it, I, I never have a problem usually with the diversity itself. It's just that, A, this feels like really big pandering, and we see this from, like, these all these different press releases, and B, I worry that the comic in question is gonna focus on her Muslimness as an identity instead of just, you know, her as a character and her struggles or whatever. Basically, they're going to make it trash yeah. for the sake of their political ideas. Yes. That's that's usually the problem in this. And uh, you'll see the writing is probably not very impressive, believe it or not. In a 2019 CBC interview about the Next Wave Festival, Vellani shared her thoughts on the importance of diversity in the film industry. We want stories from different genders and different countries and different people, Vellani said. I think that's really important because then people are going to understand each other. Even if they can't relate to it, you learn from it. Our big goal is just to help people understand other perspectives. I don't even have a problem with anything she's saying there. Sure. Like that that sounds fine to me. But when we look at Marvel specifically, we see that there's been this over-reliance on diversity as uh, a story tool itself mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, one facet of it. And I, I'm not very hopeful with how this series is going to turn out. Uh, I don't blame this actress specifically for any no, of that. No, of course not. I just think that it's probably going to have bad writing. And I actually did cancel my Disney Plus subscription. I canceled it when Black is King came out. Because, I mean, I mean, can you imagine if White is King was a thing? What a world they live in. Just, what a uh, world. We're just seeing the promotion for Black is King. Just, uh, it's it's mind-breaking. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, so this this will probably pr be pretty trash. The article also says diversity is not just getting a Muslim to play a stereotypical character. It's more than that. It's getting Muslim women to play roles that they don't typically see themselves in. I, Disney would never, at least modern day, have like a, a strong Christian character. No, of course not. They wouldn't. They, I don't think they would really mention anything to do with Christianity in a Disney Plus series. I'm interested to see how they handle her religion in this, if it's going to show her talking about Allah, the Quran, and things like that. I'll be honest, I'm not interested in seeing how they do any of this stuff. I, I just think it's all laughable at this point. And that just getting the story that they're actually doing this stuff, that's the fun part. Yeah. That's the only part I'm interested in where it's like, okay, you're doing it again. And somehow you're gonna you're, you have so much money that you're able to keep afloat i guess because this is yeah. this is hot garbage let's be honest pretty much uh yeah so we just wanted to i guess say i'm sorry to all of you marvel fans out there that this is the type of stuff that well, she wanted to say that i'm like dude get out already <laughs> yeah we've, we've gone over this though yeah you know? I think it's just time to cut ties now, guys. Uh, that's pretty much sure. all we have to say for now, though. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.